Hey, what's up, folks? How's it going? Welcome back to the No Sleep Startup Podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Montgomery, and this is episode 47. 47. How are you guys feeling? It's November, right? It's getting chilly again in some some areas. It was like 70, 72 today. Talked to a client today who's in Boston, and they said it was like mid-70s. It's crazy. Man, such an old thing to talk about. Uh, <laughs> you guys doing all right? Um, it's Monday here, beginning of a new week. Um, the week started off fairly well for us. Had a few meetings today. <clears throat> uh, met with uh, a good uh, now friend uh, who's looking to maybe venture off from his from his working. Um, his working gig right now. Interesting, he was saying um, that his at his job they change his hours every month. That's wild. I used to work a job where it was like a swing shift, and you'd work seven p.m. to seven a.m. one month, and then the next month you'd work seven a.m. to seven p.m. and it was the worst. So felt where he was coming from. Anyways, um. What else is going on? Uh, we are we've been invited to a couple, uh, I guess you call them conferences or shows, uh, out in Vegas. You know, sometimes industries put on these shows out in Vegas, and um, all the people in the industry come together and party it up uh, or launder money. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, we got invited. One of our clients over on the audience rent side, well, several of them are going to be at this conference. Uh, it's like a three-day deal. So me and the team, we're planning on going out there, you know, making some connections. Sometimes you got to go to another state to do that. Uh, this time it's Vegas. So we're planning for that. Um, one thing about Vegas, one thing about these conferences, uh, you know, the one of the first ones I went to out in Vegas, it was for a... Um, it was a dealership conference, so like automotive, and I was, I was breaking into the automotive industry, you know, to do digital marketing at the time. And I just kind of wanted to wrap my head around what the industry was all about. So I looked at the tickets to go to this conference. They were like 2,500 bucks. I said, I'm not paying that much to go. Um, to the conference. So we did what's called uh, suitcase or suitcasing. I think that's the term, suitcasing. We suitcased the conference, meaning we went and we didn't go in, but we hung out around it. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, we got kind of got to see what, who was on the floor, like these people buy booths and stuff, and you can go in and test out the new software or look at the new inventions around, you know, automotive uh, they had these big things where uh, they put a vehicle in like this circular thing and cameras would take 360 pictures all around it and even up under it and it would render out um, like a 3D image within like two minutes. Um, and everyone loved that. So that was one thing that happened. But anyways, we <laughs> suitcased. So we hung out at a bar outside of the conference, me and my buddy. 
and I brought my buddy for mutual support. And uh, we said we're just going to hang out here, and anybody we see uh, with one of those tags, right, from the conference, we're just going to strike up a conversation with them, tell them what we do. Uh, so we were sitting at the bar for no longer than like 15 minutes, and a couple of people sat beside us. We got to talking, told them exactly what we were doing. Hey, we were suitcasing the joint. Uh, it's our first year um, here, not our first in the industry, but first year here, and we just wanted to see what it was about. And we ended up talking to this guy. This guy ended up being like the the guy for the conference. <laughs> How crazy is that? He's like, I'm. I book everyone. I schedule everything. Uh, cut to the next year, and I was one of the keynote speakers at said conference. So. Some good things can happen at conferences. If your goal isn't just to go and hang out and, you know, get drunk and gamble. If your goal is to get there, make connections and do work, then I'd highly suggest going to these things. Highly, highly suggested. Anyways, I uh, wanted to talk a little bit today about uh, a topic a uh, buddy of mine and I were kind of talking about. You, you know, when you run in the entrepreneur world freelancer world you're gonna run into um just stories about damage control right oh man this happened with a client i don't know how to smooth it over uh or you run into those people who only have bad clients <laughs> you know those folks always complaining yeah i sent over a mock-up and they didn't like anything about it and now they want their money back you know those people or, you know, those people with a high turnover rate, meaning they are consistently getting new clients while at the same time consistently losing new clients. Oof. What a spot to be in, you know? You know what? You, you know how, how that ends up happening? Is one, obviously bad work is being done. Two, the follow-up and the connection with the client isn't there. Um, is there a third one? Yeah, three, just lack of caring. Like, you don't care, right? You don't care about long-term relationships. You don't ter- you don't care about long-term contracts. Um, and you definitely don't care about, like, bettering yourself in the industry. Because if you have a client base, right? Let's say you have four clients. Let's say you have three clients, okay? Three clients for a year. If you're consistently bettering yourself within your industry, like, and with your services and all the stuff, you know, if you're bettering yourself... You're always going to have new things to share with them, new ways to upsell them or move, pivot them into a, you know, a new realm of whatever you do, right? So high turnover rate, it, it's no good. But damage control is what I want to talk about, okay? Damage control. When jobs go wrong, things you can do to hopefully smooth it over, things you can do to not really put them, you know, sweep them under the rug, but... Uh, reframe the client's way of looking at it right now i'm not talking about being sneaky or or being um you know dishonest here uh but there are ways to do damage control uh where if you messed up you know you let them know how you're gonna fix it right smooth it over i learned a lot of what i do now years ago like 12 14 years ago i was working at a company in LA, actually Hollywood, right up the street from Hollywood. And it's a billion dollar 
um, company. And what they did is they sent out movie trailers and commercial spots to national uh, national networks and cable networks. And, I mean, they worked with the big names like Disney, Warner Brothers, Paramount, uh, Shia Day, uh, what else? I mean, your, your uh, direct response stuff like Jillian Michaels and those big, long infomercials. They worked with there. They sent out the Super Bowl ads, for goodness sake. Okay? And, you, you know, when you're working with in such a big company... Um, things are going to happen that are not supposed to happen. You know what I mean? Like production gets a phone number wrong on a commercial. Whoops. Or a spot, a commercial doesn't get sent to the right network. Oops. Right? And being there long enough, I was able to kind of see what they did to smooth things over. Now, a lot of it came in the form of, okay, your next four orders are free, which, you know, you never want to really fall into that that's kind of like a last ditch effort a hail mary you know i'll give you this for free if you calm down (laughs) um but one of the things that they did that i that i i really um it really impressed me the way they did this was if something went wrong okay let's say for instance um disney sent over a new commercial and they're like this has to air at this time on these networks and then we sent it and it got there late so it didn't air in the slot like the time slot that they bought it for maybe they bought it for like monday night football or something like that and it didn't air what our company well what that company would do is they would i mean immediately they would talk to everyone involved everyone who touched the spot everyone who received a phone call from the company uh, everyone who was in an email chain, wherever, they would talk to everyone and they would come up with an entire timeline for the client. And what they would send is, okay, hey, we messed up. Here's our understanding of what went wrong. At 8 a.m., we received you know, notification that you wanted this to send. At 8.04, it was received by our, you know, our, our team member. They opened it. Uh, at 8.07, they replied saying they had it. At 9.15, it was moved to this department. So this whole timeline, right? And then at the, you know, after the timeline, they say, we believe that the error occurred during this time. And that could be during handoff between production and FedEx, right? Because maybe FedEx is, you know, overnighting the spot. And then they would say, uh, we troubleshot this or we, you know, we looked into this. And it looks like, you know, maybe... In this case, there was you know bad weather in the mid 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 east that messed up the delivery. Here's exactly what happened. Here's who we talked to at that company. Uh, here's and then they end it with here's what we'll do. Here's what we're going to do moving further or moving forward to stop this from ever happening. And the client would just return with or respond with, "Okay, thanks, man." That's some damage control. Can you imagine doing that? It like lays it all out for the client because so there's no because at the at the moment the client's pissed like absolute their jobs on the line their their uh, reputation with you know whatever studio did the movie is on the line everything's on the line because this spot didn't get there and now they're looking 
to see who to blame, right? So instead of us saying, hey, we messed up, we'll try to fix it moving forward, they get a full timeline of everything that occurred in that day, and it looks like we're working on their side now. Hey, let's figure out what happened, you know? And if it was our fault, guess what? Somebody probably got fired. Because that's how important that relationship was between the company I work for and the company who needed that spot to get there. Right? And that's how they retain relationships. That's how they smoothed it over. Now, not saying that in our world it has to be that detailed, but think about that. Everything comes down to communication when you're trying to handle some damage control. Right? And that's a lot of times that's where that's where things get you know move into that I need damage control area or arena, right? I remember um, I had a client, uh, a newer client. We were revamping their website, because uh, just because their site was older, and we said, hey, you know, we think it's time for a new site. <clears throat> for one, you guys deserve it. For two, you know, it's 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 about time. You know, you've had this one for like four or five years. Let's go ahead and invest and do a refresh on it, and uh, we did. Now, because this was a long-term client of ours, uh, we made the mistake of assuming that they remembered our web design process. Now, remember I told you our process is ironclad. Here's how we do things. We send the calendar invites. We make every call. We give you a visual brief. We see what you like, what you don't like, all this. So we kind of were laxed it lacks in, in following our process, really, because we thought, hey, this is a client. They remember it. Guess what? They didn't. Didn't remember it at all. Um, also, on my part, uh, there were there was a call that I had to reschedule during our process. So I had to reschedule a call. And then we had an in-person meeting uh, scheduled uh, that I put on my calendar wrong. So it was supposed to be at... 2 p.m. I put it on my calendar at 1 p.m. for whatever reason. Uh, no, that's backwards. It's supposed to be at 1 p.m. I put it on my calendar for 2 p.m. So that means at 1:15 or 1:20, I get a phone call. I'm at lunch. I get a phone call. Hey, uh, Dominic, we're we've been waiting for you. I said, waiting for? I thought our call was at two. And he goes, Yeah, you thought our call was at two, or you thought our meeting was at two, but it's not. It's at one. And I could tell they were pissed off, right? So I zoom over there. I said, I'll be there in 15 minutes. Zoom over. And they, I kind of walked in and could tell they were pretty upset. So in my head, I'm like, wow, they're really mad about you know this 30 minutes. But they were mad about a lot more, let me tell you. First of all, uh, they were mad that after our initial visual brief where we showed them, hey, this is the design we're thinking. Do you approve? They said, yes. They didn't hear from us for two weeks. Now, normally with new clients, we update them along the way. And for whatever reason, we weren't treating them like a new client. We were, you know, we were like, oh, they know how this goes and they're not going to leave us. So, you know, we don't have to follow up so, so crazy like we do with our new clients. And we should have done it. Um, so... For one, they didn't hear from us for two weeks, maybe two and a half weeks. Two, I had to reschedule a call with them 
and I didn't take into account uh, the state of times <laughs> that we were in. So like they were halfway working in office, halfway not in office is right around COVID. Um, so apparently it took a lot for those two, the, those, the, the two of them to get together in the office to have a call side by side with each other. And I rescheduled it. Didn't take that into account. Third, kind of the same issue as before took a lot for them to get into the office at one time and now I'm late so they sat me down they were like you got to tell us what's going on because we feel like we're not important at all to you and that's something you never want to hear as an agency owner as a as anyone who's doing business you don't want your client to say we feel like you don't care that's tough to hear so I sat there I listened to everything they had to say. And while they're talking in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, do I, do I, you know, professionally say, you know, here's our usual process. We didn't follow that process. Uh, we'll make corrections. I'm also thinking of this timeline of events from my, you know, from the job years ago. How do I give them a timeline? You know, we spoke this time and then, uh, we said that we'd have, even in our terms and conditions, we said we'd have this to you within three weeks and you're mad that we didn't speak in two so I'm thinking about all this right and when he finally said so you know do you have anything for us to kind of ease our ease our concern and I told him I said uh his name's David I said David uh to be completely honest with you um over the past week and a half we've been moving into new offices here's why I told him about our new company I told him about um, this, the uh, unexpected stress around starting a new company. I told him about working with the team now. I told him about hiring and firing that we did on the Montgomery Group side. Uh, and I told him, the last thing that I ever want to hear you say is that I don't care. Because I do. Um, I'm here now. Uh, and now you know the story. Uh I would completely understand if you want to just call it right now and I can deliver what you, what we've done, but I really hope you wouldn't. And you know what happened, man? They said, thank you so much for telling us that. That that makes all the sense in the world. Why does it make sense to them? Because they're business owners too. They understand the ups and downs. You know what I mean? So I say all that to say, in some cases... The damage control can be personal, right? Because you're still dealing with another human being. And straight up, I was able to say, I'm stressed out. Here's what said. They were like my therapist. <laughs> I laid it all out. I'm sorry. I hate that you said that. I'm going through it. Here's what I'm dealing with. Um, I'm sorry. And, and I, also, I also said, I had to reschedule that call. Uh, literally, because we were supposed to have a truck that was going to bring all of our office equipment. Uh, the truck was getting there 45 minutes late. It was going to bump into our the time of our call. I rescheduled it. And you know what? I didn't even consider the state of things and how you guys would come in and, and be in the office. I didn't consider it. And I'm sorry. You know? What's that all come down to? Communication, man. Communication. I think back too. I'm like, and I've, I've written this down in our in my uh, processes and stuff. 
if something, if I have to reschedule anything, I give a reason now. I don't care if it's personal or it could just be professional or, you know, whatever. Or I'll say, you know, hey, uh, do you think we can move the call? i got to pick my son up early today. I didn't know I'd have to. And people respect that. Cause it, why? Because that's a real people thing to happen. <laughs> that's something that happens to people, right? Anyways. So that's that's one form of damage damage control. Just be real. Just be upfront. You know? What if you had what if you just weren't feeling it? What if you were in a slump for three days and your deadline came and you were like, I know I'm not gonna make this deadline, I'm gonna be two days late. What if you hit him up and said, Hey, I've been in a real slump, um, completely on me, uh, but I will have this to you in forty eight hours. I think that's a lot better than waiting and missing the deadline and then sending it like nothing happened, right? Then you're in real damage control because there's a bad taste in their mouth. Does that make sense? Also, another uh, form of damage control that I've had to go through, again, I'm just telling you stuff that I've gone through, okay? Um, One time, uh, I had to learn (laughs) that... Uh, especially when you're producing stuff. So we used to do a lot of video work, <clears throat> video production, and we'd do like uh, these, we'd rent out a studio and we'd do these like videos where someone was explaining an intricate process, right? I think in this case, it was it was either like business management uh, or I think it was some, some form of business management um, or business organization or something like that. We brought a guy into the studio and he was uh, like kind of giving like it, we did like eight videos where he was explaining, you know, their his company's process uh, where they go in and help other businesses come up with their processes. Right. And I learned really quickly when you're producing stuff um, that you need to make sure everything you have uh, is perfect <laughs> before you leave for that day. Like if you have a client involved and you need you you know their their involvement is necessary. Make sure you get everything you need right then before you say okay we got it and then you send them on their way. Also make sure if you're recording anything that it all recorded because <laughs> what happened to me was we filmed uh, everything went perfect it looked beautiful I mean it looked amazing uh. And I just took that for granted. I said, okay, we'll have all this stuff to you in 30 days. They said, great. So obviously, and again, this is years ago. This was one of our first first uh, clients. Um, so we'll have it to you in 30 days. And then in 20, and on day 26, you know how we are. You know how we are. Day 26, I said, okay, time to start working on this. <laughs> Pulled up the footage. Footage looks great. Pulled up the audio. Audio's corrupted. That's right. None of the audio's there. Over two hours of talking, all of it's gone. Actually, it was there, but it sounded like, you know, when a <laughs> when a microphone isn't picking up anything, it's just like picking up when you move the cord and it picks up little bites. That's what happened. Oh man. And what happened there was, again, there was no communication between the time we left that shoot and the time it was due, and I waited too long. 
So trying to smooth it over, I hit him up. I said, hey, you know what? Um, I think we missed a few things. I want to give this another run. Can we reschedule a time to come shoot it again? And obviously that didn't work. And this was, again, early on in my career. And he said, what do you mean? Like, which one? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I think we should maybe do all of them again. And uh, they didn't like that. There was nothing. There was no, I mean, the damage was done. Damage was done. I couldn't say, I didn't say at the time, I didn't say I've screwed up all the audio. I just said, can we redo it? He said, no, I'll be flying here and, you know, here and there. I gave you the only time that I had. Like, let's just make make work what we have. And then I had to come back and say, well, honestly, we don't have anything. It was a bad deal. Bad deal. But what I learned from that was, again, communication. And on my side, verification. Like, let me verify all this stuff. <laughs> I can work with all this. Right? Oh, man. Communication, man. <sighs> also... Uh, with damage control, a lot of times you might deal with some emotional clients, you know, I've dealt with them. I've dealt with some that are high strung. I've dealt with some that are kind of, uh, uh, manic <laughs> to say the least. And, you know, some of the things that protect you from damage control in those settings, when, when a client is just being like, is going off the rails and saying, you know, expecting a lot more, it's, it's really important to have your contracts ironclad, okay? Have your terms and conditions, right? If you need terms and conditions for your contracts and you need a place to start, hit me up. I'll send you what we have. Just change out the name, change out what doesn't make sense for you, and just use that as a starting point. But it's important to have those so you can refer back to them, right? It's a little damage control there because sometimes... You're doing damage control on something that you didn't you didn't uh, say you'd do in the first place. Right? And sometimes you can't avoid that. You just you're just dealing with a crazy person. <laughs> I dealt with a lady once who uh, you know, their email went down cuz she didn't renew, renew her domain name and I got yelled at. Don't know how that happened. But I got yelled at. I said, "Well, that's not we don't handle that." And they said, "Well, you handle our Website, I said, yeah, well, we didn't handle your domain because you said, and then I showed in the contract, here's specifically what we're handling, nothing more, nothing less. Um, and honestly, you know what, in those cases too, um, it's on you as well, like to remember that you're dealing with a person, right? So yes, you can have stuff in your terms and conditions. That can help to point out first and say, hey, just real quick, we don't handle that. However, we can help out. You know, be a good person. Be a good person to the person. <laughs> you know? Uh, don't be the guy who accepts a deal. Like, let's say it's a, you know, it's a logo deal. You're going to do a branding for this company. And you accept the deal. And in your contract, it says no upfront money will be refunded. Right? And they pay you. And then something happens in their company. Right? Maybe someone quits, leaves. Or maybe there's a restructuring and then, you know, you've sent all you've done, all your due diligence and you've sent emails. You haven't gotten anything back. And then in three weeks they say, hey, we're going to cancel this deal. Uh, please refund the money. Like in those cases, don't be the, the person who's like, no. <laughs> 
no, you can't have it. You didn't read the terms and conditions. Sometimes you got to be understanding, you know. Now, there are ways around that. That's a little damage control on your account, right? You can say, hey, listen, we don't refund upfront money. However, we're going to credit this to your account. So when the time comes for, you know, you guys to do this, it's there and we can get started. That's one way, right? Another way could say, you could say, hey, we're well, you know, in our contract, it says no upfront money will be refunded. However, I understand your situation. Um, how about we refund half and keep the other as credit? Because our guys did, you know, start the work. We did put you in our queue. It did push back somewhere. Like, you know, people will understand that. Especially if you've had a couple of meetings with them. It took you a while to make the proposal. You know, that's understandable. Hey, we'll refund half because we did do some work in preparation. Right? Like, don't don't be don't be the gym. Right? You know how hard it is to cancel a contract with the gym? I called my gym out here. I was because we were we were moving cities. I called my gym. I said, Hey, we moved. I need to cancel my membership. They said, Great, you need to come in and do it. Ha. <laughs> what? I was like, No, you don't understand. We moved an hour away. They're like, Yeah. Yeah, we understand. You need to drive an hour. Come cancel it. <laughs> uh, now, do you think I'm going to go back to that gym? Absolutely not. Even if I move back, I'm not going to give me. Anyways, you see what I'm saying? You guys see what I'm saying? Sometimes uh, you got to play damage control on stuff that isn't your fault. Like here's, so here's, I'm just going to give one example of this and then I'm going to, I'm going to wrap it up. But, um, we had a salesperson one time and he was great at what he did. Don't get me wrong. He was great at connecting people with our company. Hey, you guys really need, you know, SEO. You guys really need to talk to this, this, uh, company. They specialize in ads. They're awesome. Um, and he would get them on board and then, you know, we would talk to them and they'd feel safe and, They'd start a campaign with this and everything would be going well until I would always get a message from the client saying, hey, uh, moving forward, if it's okay, I'd rather just speak with you instead of the salesperson. And the first couple of times I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, maybe he had, they had questions that he couldn't answer. I understand that. So I'd sit down with the sales guy and, hey, you know, are these, are they asking anything that I can help with or do you need more material so you can answer? He's like, no, no, I don't see why they're saying that it kind of hurts my feelings honestly <laughs> come to find out he was texting them all the time like texting off of email texting the client oh i just looked at your website oh it's gonna be amazing i just saw the prototype oh man you guys are gonna be so and he's doing it so much that we almost were losing clients because of over communication right <laughs> so we had to play damage control there which is a weird scenario to be in to tell your salesperson like, hey, I know you brought this as your client. However, they don't want to talk to you anymore. Oh, man, that was that was a hard that was hard. <laughs> so maybe I'm saying that to say don't over communicate as well. Right. Keep it to keep it strict to the proposal. And here's the proposal. Here's how many times we're going to be reaching out, how many times we need to connect to have what we need and and stick to that. Right. Don't take it offline onto the text text. I, I, some people do that. I don't do that. I don't handle well over text message. Um, I don't, you know, want 
I don't particularly want clients to have access to me at all times of the day. And I don't want access to my clients at all times of the day. Um, I like to frame my days. Remember? Remember that episode? Framing my days so I know when I work uh, and when I need to cool down and regenerate. Um, so, yeah, damage control. At the end of it all, it comes down to communication. Right? What are you communicating to your client? And then if something bad goes wrong, also, what are you communicating to your client? Right? Be honest. Be uh, understanding. Uh, and be quick. Be quick with it. Okay? Because the minute something goes wrong, they're already like, I made a mistake. So it's your goal to get past them thinking they made a mistake and solidify why you're the right person. Right? Hey, listen, I know that was uh, that was supposed to be delivered. It wasn't. Here's what happened on my end. Here's what we're correcting. Uh, if I can get your approval immediately, we can just get past this and keep rolling. You know? You know what I mean? <sighs> Anyways, hope that I hope that helps, man. I hope that helps you guys. I uh, I uh, I'm, we're excited about these conferences we're going to. Um, maybe. We'll maybe end up speaking at one of them. I don't know. But if so, I'll bring you guys along, right? Podcast in Vegas. That sound good? Hey, hit me up on Twitter, Dominic, D-O-M-I-N-I-C-K underscore T-M-G. That's Tango Mango Gango. Um, you can check us out at the Montgomery Group U-S. Um, look at all the cool data stuff we're doing over at audiencerent.com. And uh, I will talk to you guys later in the week. Have a good one.